Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I am Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcast. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher. Um, and if you use the Spotify link, uh, click on the description. Click on the link in the description. You can leave us up to one minute voicemail. Tell us what you think we got right, what you think we got wrong, or if you just want to go tell us to fuck ourselves, go. That's where you can do it. So we're looking forward to hearing some voicemails from some uh, so listeners. So let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, kick things off. I hope that this is not the podcast where one of our families has started to re-listen. <laughs> that didn't take very long to immediately piss somebody off. <laughs> wow. All right. So anyways, on that note, I guess I'll go into my good, good of the week. Uh, this will be a simple one for me. Um, everybody keeps pointing it out. So. Uh, may as well make it a stat while it lasts. Uh, my quarterback uh, of my football team that I cheer for, seeing as how the school I went to um, doesn't have a football team. <laughs> so um, the Tar Heels quarterback is now responsible for 10 touchdowns in two games, and he has no interceptions. Now, part of that's because his defense is responsible, responsible for about 17 touchdowns. But um, – Long story short, anytime you can have a freshman redshirt quarterback start uh, two games against uh, two different opponents and uh, have 10 touchdowns and no interceptions, um, I'll take it, especially considering uh, Sam Howell has now moved on to potentially greener pastures and that the field in Washington is probably just as nice as the field <laughs> in Keenan. Um, so that's my good. Uh, my bad, I was going to make. Uh, necessity, uh, just a joke that I feel like needs to be a necessary joke. I was going to say the OD elevators, but that's not my real bad of the week. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> no, my bad of the week was going to be this. Um, so I've been trying to experiment, um, and with, uh, trying to be a little bit more sober and I've just been trying to go for longer periods of time just to see if I can, uh, handle it and so I've, I've been doing a pretty good job here for a little while and i decided over the labor day weekend ah screw it it's labor day i got a couple of days off work um so i decided you know i can have a couple of drinks or whatever uh let me tell you something i was heavily uh measuring myself just to again i like doing science experiments every now and again just to see how i'll be and uh, i can tell you that on friday night i had much less than any of these gentlemen on this podcast or any of my close friends that's ever seen me drink in my entire life. And I can assure you that uh, when I woke up Saturday morning to go to a Navy game, um, I was still feeling it. So apparently when you're 38, uh, whether or not I have a thimble or whether or not I have a, uh, I don't know what the opposite of a thimble would be, but uh, a bottle. And <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, the results are the same. So unfortunately, uh, that wasn't the greatest thing for me to find out about myself. So that's my bad <laughs> because I have a feeling I know which way my head's going to go the next time I decide to. So, uh, if you're already going to feel bad, right? Yeah, I know that's exactly what I'll tell myself. <laughs> um, the silver lining in there is that I've been able to go for significant swaths of the year without drinking. So, uh, that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, maybe future Ryan will thank me. And then speaking of that, uh, speaking of that Saturday uh, morning, uh, that leads me to my ugly, which is the Navy football game. Um, I think it's well established at this point in time that 
I uh, have a family connection to the academy. My brother went there a long time ago, and he still uh, uh, is connected to it because obviously it's his alma mater. My parents still support; they have a pretty heavy presence um, at the tailgate when they're when they're able to come. We'll just leave it at that. But um, long story short, is I, I've had the opportunity to go to many a Navy tailgate throughout the year, and I must say that um, the Navy tailgates are awesome. And for some reason, I always get suckered into the fact that. Um, that, you know, Navy football is also awesome. And that is why it's my ugly of the week because Navy football is not awesome. And uh, I go to at least one game every year. And every year I think maybe it'll be different. Maybe they'll try something called a forward pass. Um, <laughs> happens. <laughs> and I can't tell you how boring it is to sit, especially while ECU is playing NC State. And a lot of uh, the other games are going on. Apps scoring 95 points a quarter against Carolina and vice versa. And here we are watching a seven to three game between the University of Delaware and Navy, which is directly from 1918 as they run the ball back and forth on each other. <laughs> it is just the most boring thing in the world when the entire uh, academy is jumping up and down chanting that they want to do push-ups because nobody has scored. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to crap talk the Navy itself too much, nor do I want to crap talk the experience. There's a lot of really cool experiences and um, things that happen at a Navy tail, uh, tailgate and a Navy football game, including the fact that we got to donate our tickets to some people that um, were plebe parents, which is pretty cool. So uh, the fact that they were able to go in and potentially have the opportunity to see their kids and it being the first time they could have potentially seen their kids since their kids had to go to boot camp. And there's a whole lot of other different stuff I could talk about another time. But as for the product on the field, it sucks. <laughs> it's my ugly of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. I got the good, bad, and the ugly right here. So, my good, uh, I was talking last week about how um, I've been coming across some old uh, concert posters off eBay that I've been kind of looking at and just kind of collecting. I guess maybe maybe it's a new hobby. I don't know. But I came across a uh, a rare old uh Pearl Jam poster from their first concert that uh, someone was uh, had on eBay for bidding, and I ended up winning it. So oh. for that to come in the mail, I was pretty, pretty stoked about that. Um, I was really stoked about that. My bad. Um, Hokies often. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was going to be a, a troubling year. I knew it was going to be a struggle. To, for them to find their identity, but uh, good God, that was just that was horrible to watch. Which leads me to my ugly, which was not as bad as having to watch the LSU game. And uh, I think after each quarter in that game, Brian Kelly's uh, authentic uh, Louisiana accent got further and further away from his body. Till the end of that game, it was completely fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking like he was back from uh, South Bend or wishing he was by Stone South Bend. But, uh, you know, clearly since uh, when he left, only one assistant went with him and it was this shitty ass uh, uh, yeah, special teams coach. They clearly don't want him back <laughs> up there anyway. So, <laughs> but I'm clearly, I, you know, LSU is LSU. You think, you know, no matter what is you just put a warm body in the coach's seat and they got the, you know, they usually always have the athletes to at least put up the numbers, no matter who's calling the plays, but that was some of the worst 
uh, LSU offense game I've ever seen. Um, that was just horrendous. Florida State sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. You should, no, I'm not. I'm not giving any credit to Florida State. LSU, you're just you're garbage. And that was that was ugly. Um, maybe maybe Brian Kelly needs to get back on his dance table and get some more recruits or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know that's my good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh man, I did watch part of that game. It was it was something else. Um, it was something good. Something. <laughs> it, was, it was something uh, good. Uh, didn't get to watch it, but was able to kind of catch a summaries of it. And uh, Duke football won their opener, thirty to nothing, which was great. Um, first, that was an interesting fun fact that I can use to tie into uh the robbery here. The it was the first shutout of an opponent since Duke beat Carolina forty one to nothing in nineteen eighty nine, first year of the ACC championship. So um long time coming, I guess, uh to shut out another team. Well, let me be clear, an FBS team. They've they've shut out like North Carolina A and T or somebody like that. When, when, um, buddy, when is a win? Yeah. So, uh, look, awful Temple team. I'm not sitting here reading too much into it, but what I am excited about is that it does seem like the players have bought into what Elko is selling. Just from what I've been reading, and then just kind of following along with the results of this game. It's good to see them uh, play harder. To it's good to see them like believe that they can win again. Because last year, watching games, you just could tell they didn't think they were going to win, and that was part of the reason why they played so awful, and amongst other things. Um, just you know, obviously the defense did well, but the offense, from what I can tell, uh, didn't immediately go out on the field and. 60 seconds turned the ball over so the defense actually had time to like stand on the sideline and catch their win just a lot of positives what does that mean for the year i'm not changing my predictions on what the kind of year it's going to be but it's nice to see uh things go in a better direction and uh it looks like there's a little bit of wind behind the sails and the players believe and and you know maybe we can cause some trouble for some people or make people uh worried against us here and there throughout the year. Um, bad game days going to Bama and Texas. Horns down on that one. Um, who cares? Like, I know these are two big national fan bases, and that's probably why they're going, but don't care. Like, what a boring game day. Right. Anyway, so moving on from that, uh, ugly is the Kansas State administration. Um, they're uh, – working to censor songs that the band can play uh, to try to stop the K-State students from saying fuck KU, um, being able to sing along to that. Um, if you don't understand that drunk college kids are just going to say things like that and make chants like that, then I don't think you really understand how all this works. I mean, you know, these, these are supposed to be PhDs, right? Don't, don't they kind of get how this works? Yes, they don't. And I think that's pretty ugly. Um, and I have a bonus good uh, today. This is breaking news here on the podcast. Uh, TJ Power committed to Duke over the uglier shade of blue. A few miles down the road there in Chapel Hill. Shire higher. T 
continues to be fire, as they say. So, <laughs> you know, 2022 class getting even stronger. That's my bonus good for you, fellas. <laughs> Basketball's not too far away. Can't wait to bring that up in November when y'all still want to talk about football. September 7th. I think there's wind in the sails of the football program. Anyways, we're, we're, we're getting recruits. <laughs> Shire hires on fire. <laughs> it's clear you set your seasons by a different sport than the rest of the South. <laughs> November is when my seasons start. <laughs> All right, so that brings it to me. Um, start with the bad. Um, the offensive play calling for NC State was atrocious all game long against CCU. Um, anybody that knew anything about the in-state rivalry and how it is when ECU has a decent team knew that it was not going to be a blowout. Um, anybody outside of the state that has no connection to North Carolina uh, college football scene probably doesn't understand that, but it's not an easy place to play when they're decent. It was it was a 21-20 win, but the literally the uh, offensive play call in was atrocious because we had every opportunity to just put them away in the fourth quarter. We were on the one yard line. They had scored a, a late touchdown. They were they were down seven. We were on the one yard line on two straight possessions, and in seven uh, straight plays, could not get it across the goal line. So it, it just was setting up for a traditional. NC State shit to rear its ugly head and 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 the it was a written like a storybook. Um we couldn't score on the one, two straight possessions. ECU marches down the field, scores a touchdown, and then they shank the extra point to tie. Well, then we go back out there, we have I think five plays, then we punt. ECU gets it down to a 41-yard field goal, and they rush their kicker out there. And Dave Doran calls timeout to ice the kicker, which I actually think was a good move only because he shanked the extra point. Make Owen Daffer think about it. He thought about it and he, he, he shanked it left on the extra point and then he pushed it way right on the uh, field goal. We held on. I wouldn't even look at it. The people around me had to tell me that it, uh, I just assumed it went through because that's what normally happens. So they, the people around me had to tell me that he missed it. And then that I proceeded to let the the drunk twenty two year olds around me uh, that were just obnoxiously yelling at me and walking up to me and giving me the finger all game long when I was very polite uh, visiting fan. I let them have it. I, I let them have it in a way that it, we may be an explicit podcast, but I'm not going to say what I said to them on the podcast. So the offensive play calling was bad, but the next bad I have is the ECU game day experience. This was their highest uh, attended game in program history. And you can tell that they're not used to having this many people there on a regular basis. Their highest attended game is, a, is still about 6,000 shy of our sellouts. But you, I couldn't get a water until the fourth quarter at a noon game on Labor Day weekend and because there was an hour wait at every single concession stand. The infrastructure is not there. Old people were being carted out on stretchers. Like they got to get something fixed if they actually want to have that many people there weekly, which brings me to my last bad. And that is the ECU fan base and ECU football program. They are going to have a good team this year. I mean, they went seven and five last year. We're a bowl team and lost three games by less than a score. They have a very easy schedule the first half of the year, but their fans 
literally before the game were chirping in the, at the tailgate about how they're going to beat us. We, we know how this game goes. ECU is rowdy and dowdy. Then when they get down by 14 points, they're just like quiet, but at the same time, still talking a little bit of trash. They cut it to seven, telling us how much we suck. And when they're still losing late in the fourth quarter, and then when they lose, they're like, ha ha, you almost lost to ECU. And I was like, you realize you go to ECU, right? I was like, <laughs> I was like, and you, they, they don't realize that they, everybody that knew anything about this game, including themselves, knew this game was going to be a dogfight. People probably thought it was going to be seven to 10 points. Final, it ended up being one point, but it wasn't like it was going to be a blowout. You can't claim it's going to be close and you're going to win. And then after the fact, be like, ha ha, you almost lost to us. You got to pick one or the other. <laughs> and then they start their EC, the official with the blue check mark, ECU football pirate uh, Twitter account, post a crop picture of them uh, tackling our freshman running back at the goal line. Demi Sumo said, Here's your uh, Wednesday wallpaper for your phone two days early. Again, do you know you lost the game? And then to pile on to that, two days later, their athletic shop is, is showing, is selling a framed panorama shot of Saturday's game. Because it was an all-time attendance. And I'm just like, I don't think these clowns realized that they didn't win. Like, I, I really think that they were so drunk, they didn't realize they didn't win. I mean, you congratulations, ECU. You were a week one runner-up. So, <laughs> ECU football, come on. Like, you've actually been there before in one of those games, but, you know, you probably don't remember it. So that's my bad, bad, and bad for, for this episode, uh, Miserable and Reckless. They don't remember because I don't happen that often. <laughs> and if I'm not being very clear, I don't know how much clear I can get when I say this. Fuck ECU. <laughs> Morgan, I, it's funny because their top five most attended games ever, two to three of them are NC State and North Carolina, and then two of them are Virginia Tech. Of course. Yeah, it's, only, it's like when the three of us come to town, we are their Super Bowl. They hate when you say it, but it's kind of true. The numbers don't lie. Oh, you mean they don't get all jazzed up for Navy's ground and pound of game? <laughs> Probably they lose interest because there's not enough going on. <laughs> They're also <laughs> like uh, falling all over each other. <laughs> uh, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, Dustin, toss it over to you. Yeah, well, as uh, our loyal listeners may realize, uh, I was absent last week because I was. Uh, in the world traveler that I am, crossing the, <laughs> crossing the ocean. It's been a wonderful week um, in Ireland. Um, you know, we, we did a lot. We stayed very busy while we were there. It was, it was a really great trip. Um, and we ended it with a wedding that was uh, my wife. She known, she's known the bride since she was in fourth grade. So it was, you know, great that we got to be a part of that. Um, all around, good trip. People were super friendly. Can't tell you whether that's because they were drunk all the time, whether they thought I was super swell, or if they just wanted my American dollars, but they were super friendly. Um, but I wanted to share a few things that I learned with you fellas while I was out there over in Ireland, way across on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, they had they had their share of problems. And I want, you know, I want to start with this one. And I just kind of want to get y'all's reaction. We can kind of dig into them a little bit if you want to. First, they drive on the wrong side of the road. So imagine like, imagine like the mailman truck here in the U.S. 
you know, the guy who rides around on the other side of the car and he puts your mail in your mailbox. If you're from the country, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So they that's how they drive, but they drive it on the other side of the road. What's that all about? Like, who made that decision? Don't they know that? How long did it take for you to realize that once you got off an eight-hour plane flight or how long? It was seven, six and a half, seven. Um, Well, I wasn't doing any of the driving. I'm just complaining about it. (laughs) I I don't understand other countries driving on the wrong side of the road. They everyone knows that you know. America is the world leader. We right. drive we drive on the correct side of the road. They should follow suit. Literally the right, which is the right side of the road. There's the wrong side of the road and the right side of the road. You know, I'm just saying there's there's something there, something fishy. I hear that the the British do the same thing. This is all news to me. I mean, if there's one thing I know it's that the Irish really love when you compare them to the Brits. <laughs> I hear I, I'm told this is an era of good feeling. But you know, well, again, I can I can say? tell you one thing that I saw really funny now that you said the Brits on Twitter one time. There's a British guy who wanted to come over and they all think that we think about them all the time. I don't understand that. Um, but they're obsessed with us. And they <laughs> they literally came on the Twitter and says, I don't know why Americans think that everyone loves them. We all look at you and laugh. You know, there's not one thing that America does that's better than than Europe especially better than England. And then the first comment just body bagged this dude and said, Oh, he said, name one thing. And the, and the little girl looks at him and goes, dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> dude body bagged him right away. <laughs> he couldn't even be a troll as good as, uh, as good as Americans are. We're so good at trolling. We elected one, one time. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, that's, that's excellent. You, someone should have immediately taken the opportunity to write Twitter with an arrow, just pointing up to her comment. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, right. so, when you ask for it, what are we going to do? Um, so another thing that I wanted to just kind of share with you all, point out, I believe they have a water shortage in Ireland. Oh. Um, so it's so like every time... What's that? So it's like California then. <laughs> hey, something's going on. Because every time I sat down to have a meal, I got the tiniest little cup you've ever seen in your life. It was, I mean, it was little. And then they would give you like a, a thing of water for the table that was also little. And like, we're not interested in refilling that for you at all. So if, if you weren't interested in buying uh, a beverage of some type, you were kind of just, you were sipping on that like you were out in the woods with nowhere to go and uh, trying to make the water supply last. I guess they got a shortage or maybe they use all the water for the beer. I don't know what it is. To be fair, to be fair, Dustin, it's probably normal size for the Irish because they are little people. <laughs> And we can say that we have some Irish in our background. <laughs> that that true, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife is over fifty percent. They're you know Scottish and Irish, so that makes I'm married into it. Um, related to the water piece, 
you know, I don't know y'all's feelings on this, but they believe the Guinness is good. Eh, wrong. I, I, I was, and I've been told, I just want to put this out there before we get into it too much. I've been told everybody's like, no, you got to have the Guinness in Ireland because it's different. There's something different about it. It's not different. I had it. I had it at the factory. had it at local pubs. I, I had it in multiple locations. I gave it a real shot while I was there. I don't like it any more than I liked it before, which is didn't really like it at all. Thoughts, opinions on Guinness? Do y'all like it? Do you not like it? Well, I, I like it, but I mean, if you don't like it here, you're not going to like it there, so. <laughs> they they yeah. claim it tastes better. But that's uh, still, but, but I mean, it's probably, it's probably fresher over there because it's, you know, brewed over there and then brought over here. But I mean, you're, if you, if you don't like it here, it's, you know, it's, you're not going to like it there, so. I, when is, when is the last time you guys saw me drink a beer? In all seriousness. Probably one of them, uh, was that, not, it's not a salter, it, uh, Couple of years. Probably it's a been a while, but I'm trying to think of what kind it was. It was. You had that green flash beer that you liked. Yeah, from San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Citrus kickers. Um, the only beer that we have in the house currently, and I, I, had we not been live, I would run and go get it, hold it up. Is Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> I like Guinness. So, like every now and again, when I'm not trying to be a good boy and be sober. I like to have a Guinness and I walk around the neighborhood with it. It's the mm-hmm. only beer that I think I can sip on for a period of time. And I'm not doing it to get drunk. I just like the way it tastes. And I, it's not, I also lived with an, an Irish uh, <laughs> immigrant for <laughs> five years, I think, or something like that on, on and off. So maybe it rubbed off on me and I live in a drinking town that's quite Irish. So of Annapolis and we pretty much only have Irish bars here so um, I don't know if it's just rubbed off on me but uh, Guinness has definitely become my favorite beer and when I have you know the two beers that I have a year um, the two beers that I have are generally Guinness <laughs> so I have it in my fridge <laughs> that's funny you say that Ryan in my fridge it's it's Yingling and, and Guinness as well <laughs> I'm just admittedly I'm a I'm a big beer guy and I'm not going to judge anyone for liking Guinness because I'm an IPA guy. I mean, IPA is not for everybody, right? But to say that a, a Guinness is just, you have to try it over there. It's just better if you're there. That's like, it's the same thing as like watching ECU football. It's not any better if you're there versus watching it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back to the good, the bad, the other. <laughs> we were going there when we said that, um, they think about us all the time, and and we don't think about that. I thought he was going to talk about ECU. So, <laughs> <laughs> still have one in the chamber for the Pirates. Did you um, uh, did you go up to the roof, the roof deck, or whatever it is up there at the factory? Yeah. So I mean, it, it's that was quite the thing. I thought, all right. So going into this tour, you have to do a tour, okay, to get to the the roof. And at the roof, there's basically it's a round like bar i think it's like two of them it's all glass and you can see out all across dublin it's really cool the view is really cool the it, it was worth it once you got up there yeah. but i thought okay this is a tour you know well through see a little bit about how beer is made and then you 
going to the top. No. They made you go through like seven floors of things I didn't care about. <laughs> First of all, I don't even I don't even really like your your beer. And then like is all this like just think yeah, just things I didn't care about. I can't even tell you what it was all about because I wasn't interested. But um but I, but we did take pictures there and we went all the way to the top and at the end I say it was worth it. But uh yeah, it was cool. I will say for in beyond the Guinness stuff, they do have uh IPA and pale ales and craft beer around there. Shout out to Scraggy Bay IPA. That's an easy one to remember. Um so I wasn't completely like just grumble, grumble, grumble. I hate Guinness the whole time I was there. It was, I'm just making the point. It wasn't as people had tried to promise it leading up to it. Your, your story about having to go through the seven different levels to get to the top, to be able to uh, enjoy the roof sounds very reminiscent of what I, of, of uh, the most recent season of always sunny where they go over to Ireland and it's like, if they had done the same thing, they would have had the same reaction. Can't even tell you what it's about. Didn't care. Didn't give a shit. Uh, where's my beer? <laughs> I just want to get to the roof. <laughs> I was like, that, you could make was, a lot of money over there. That was a great, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was going to say, it sounds like you can make a lot of money over there doing the Instagram express tour where you just want the photo from the rooftop and you don't yes. care about the American Instagram express tour. <laughs> yes. They could charge double if you could skip all the rest. Do you uh, hold the uh, long version or the short version? Short version is double the price. Here's my card. Short version. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Dustin, did you yeah. automatically have flashbacks of uh the Budweiser tour and and shit Louis I mean St. Louis <laughs> yeah look oh I'm, god I'm not oh, even god. gonna put them in that category no like it was not that bad it wasn't no, I mean, bad I, in no way why I ever compare Ireland no I mean I, I've never been to Ireland but obviously it's you know shit Louis is shit Louis I mean I obviously Ireland is on a whole nother pedestal met shit yeah um and I look I enjoyed the the experience and it definitely was not as bad as Budweiser that's what it's so never go to St. Louis never go to see Budweiser's factory that's awful no. just, if there's anything someone's going to take away from this podcast when it's all said and done don't go to St. Louis but but to get, you know I was just kind of thought like alright I'll read a little bit about their history that's kind of interesting but once I had to do seven floors of it I was like alright this is getting ridiculous where Where's this sky bar that they told me was at the end of the rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> to get to the pot of gold. <laughs> Logan, you brought up the uh, the Always Sunny with Ireland. That shit was hilarious when when Mac went over there thinking he was you know Irish and everything, and like I wouldn't try to find her house. <laughs> it, was it was McDonald's restaurant. <laughs> like, well, don't you tell me we were Irish? Well, I don't know what the hell we are. <laughs> oh man. Well, either way, I'm not saying don't go. I'm just warning you. You want to get to the top? It's a long way up. <laughs> um, 
One other thing. I had ACDC. <laughs> one other thing that was uh we so we we stayed in a different place just about every day. We were seeing lots of stuff. Something that I noticed and I just don't understand was the light switches for the bathroom were always outside of the bathroom. They were never inside. They're outside. And just imagine, I just want to paint a picture for you. Imagine you were in the bathroom. Imagine you needed to go. <laughs> and imagine I'm outside just flipping that thing on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. <laughs> Did they not think that someone was going to do that? Because, you know, it's kind of fun to do, but it's not fun for the person on the inside. <laughs> where's, the, where's the planning on that? Putting the light switch for the bathroom on the outside of the door. Is the places that you were staying in older than uh, the country that we're all currently living in? Not all the places, no. <laughs> wonder if there's some sort of electrical code that, you know, back when Prince Charles, the Lionheart, stayed in the hovel that was the bathroom that you were in. I wonder if he, <laughs> if he had a couple slits for the archer, uh, you know rounds that went through and that was his sunlight so he wasn't worried about the light switch but then when they had to come through you know they could only you know bring him down through the castle walls into a certain period of places so that's why you got a light switch in the hallway today <laughs> some of these places were newer than prince charles's castle or whatever but we actually did stay in a castle that's true that's cool so whatever that's worth i think we were maybe in the stables of the castle but we were still in the castle <laughs> was it the one where you two played their famous concert? Uh, they probably played concerts all over Ireland, I would imagine. They're I another, also wouldn't attend that. I'm not interested in going to see them play. They're another uh, band that's canceled. Right, no. Ever since that uh, album that they forced on everybody on the iPhones years ago, they're, they're <laughs> forgot I mean, about that. Come on now. Doesn't everybody want to pay like $300 to hear two songs and then Bono talk about the children of, of other countries for two hours. I paid three hundred dollars to go see YouTube, but that was at Redskins, well, whatever they're called now, stadium. And then I posted a couple pictures online, and maybe it was Eagles Stadium, and they were going to Washington next. But I had to go on a week night, and I remember, as opposed to just being happy for me that I had gone to see the show, everybody in the DC area commented below like stop you're ruining the show you're giving away the whole show and i was like it's a big stage on a football field with lights on it guys like i hate to break it to you there's a lot of irish flags here like i'm not really giving away the spoilers here too much so <laughs> i i do i do specifically remember paying a lot of money to go see youtube because it was on a bucket list thing for me i feel like i'm the only person standing up for anything irish on this podcast currently <laughs> who's next on your Who's next on your bucket list of concerts, Creed? <laughs> no, I've done a bunch of them. Nickelback and Creed. <laughs> I hear if you see Nickelback live, they're great. <laughs> and, Angle, for the record, you know I'll stand up there and, and probably support any, most anything's Irish. Uh, yeah, I know. But not you two. <laughs> That's fair. Morgan went with me to see the dropkick murphys on saint patty's day so that's about <laughs> that's about as level oh, as seven, you can do. 7 a.m and hammered <laughs> <laughs> at the nine at the nine thirty club that was fun 
Yeah. Wearing damn, wearing damn uh, Converse is staying on a sidewalk where it's like damn 10 degrees outside. My feet are damn freezing. The band came outside and was throwing things at the crowd. So you can tell how happy they were. While we were waiting in line. But that's a long way away from you staying in a castle and complaining about it, Dustin. So, anyways, sorry. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, it's, it's nice to tie those two things together. <laughs> um, something else that I was not suspecting, thought I'd, thought I'd share. There are Circle K's everywhere. Wow. Like, I, I did not anticipate that. That's a good thing, right? That's an American chain. We can all support that. Um, but there's a there's a dark side to this. Their their Circle K's are much nicer than our Circle K's. They have made order food, nice bathrooms, everything you need. Basically, they're the sheets of Ireland. Um, and I didn't like that. Their Circle K should not be nicer than ours, and that bothered me while I was there. Well, I guess we can add that to the list that Irish Circle K's are also better than Wawa. <laughs> I mean, hand the god here. They they are ba- they're like cheats. They're the best. They're the best little convenience stop along the way. You decided to come back with this story about Circle K's, and it was just an elaborate ruse to shit on Wawa. None of us would be the wiser, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find out <laughs> across the Atlantic. <laughs> All this to um, say, it's called a sub, not a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> I went all the way to Ireland to shit all off. <laughs> this is the whole point of the trip. I want it to bring back the, the very real point <laughs> that Sheets is way better than Wawa. So, anyway, just to keep driving that home, that St. Louis sucks and Sheets is better than Wawa. Those are the two takeaways. <laughs> I All right, so... Another thing, Coca-Cola is everywhere. Guess we can all be happy about that, right? Another American brand done good. But, and there's no Pepsi, which I honestly doesn't bother me. Um, I'm sorry, North Carolina. I, I carry the flag, but Brad's drink sucks. And sh- I never really like Pepsi. Water. That's all it is. But with that means that Gatorade is sold. Because Pepsi owns Gatorade. So just imagine I'm running around wanting my electrolytes and I can't find me a Gatorade anywhere. Nowhere. That to me, that's negative. I was not anticipating that and I was pretty pretty sad about it. I can see Dustin, you know, after uh, having to go through the seven floor tour to get to the rooftop. Just coming back and going to the Circle K, he's like, "Oh, Circle K, finally, let's go get a Gatorade." Goes in there, grumpy. Where is the Gatorade? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the stuff out of the cooler. Where are they? <laughs> I had to climb seven floors. I'm huffing and puffing. I need a. What's the Powerade? That's crap. <laughs> I don't even think I saw a Powerade. That's the funny thing. It's like I guess the sports drink world is just not there. <laughs> You drink whatever the uh, whatever the soccer slash football players drink. I'm sure you could you could Google it if you actually, but then you might actually have to watch 30 seconds of soccer, and that's entirely too much. So. Yeah, no, pass. It would be on the yeah. right here. <laughs> right, <laughs> on the back, 
<laughs> Although they were telling us about, we were talking to, we were talking to somebody about this. Uh, soccer is well. First of all, they were the gentleman we were talking to said in Ireland. He he was like, I don't. We don't really care if you call it soccer or football or whatever. He's like, it isn't. Like we care about it, but what we care about more is Gaelic football. Yeah, I'd never heard of before. Yep. And um, I actually, this is not a bad at all. This is not a negative. Um, the game itself, I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend like I'm going to explain it to you because I won't do it justice. But what I liked about it was, um, it's a true amateurism model in the way that our college game is not. Basically, how it was explained to me is they have a massive end of year championship that like they sell out uh, apparently the stadium is the largest or one of the largest stadiums in europe they sell it out makes a ton of money and then they take that money and they pump it into all the community teams all across the island yeah. and so basically they fund uh gaelic football for like youth and like up and coming like players through this tournament and through the championship. And it's a huge deal on the Island. And like, people are really into it and really into like their local team. And, and it just, it's this self-fulfilling funding cycle for amateur Gaelic football. Although that was super cool. They have a number of different sports. Um, if you're over here in the States and you're an immigrant or anything else like that, um, or just over here on a worker's visa or whatever, you got to buy a thing that they refer to in slang as a dodgy box and a dodgy box. Although maybe not now, maybe everything's, this is probably pretty streaming. I'm, I might be dating myself back to when I had Irish roommates, but um, they, you get the dodgy box and you can watch hurling, which is another sport that they have over there. That's pretty Irish only, I think, although maybe it's spread around the world. A lot of rugby, a lot of Irish rugby, a lot of, uh, that's an international sport clearly. And then, uh, and then the, GAA, and I don't remember if GAA is hurling or if it's Gaelic football too, but and it's pretty fascinating to watch all the different stuff and to watch how popular it is over there. And uh, definitely you're getting up early some mornings to watch that kind of stuff because of, you know, of the time difference. Right. Yeah, and one thing that supports our just around the world, how things are um, that supports our regionalism desires here like for college sports we were talking to the, another gentleman about you know he he's a fan of i forget which english soccer team but he he was sort of got talking about the world cup and some other stuff essentially what he said was uh look you'd rather win the premier league than win like the european cup or like all these other you know like there's other titles you can win but we i'd rather win the premier league because I like to uh, basically trash talk regional, my regional rivals as opposed to like France. Right. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what it's like in America for college football. <laughs> Liverpool was playing. That's an English team, obviously, where the Beatles are from. It's a port city. So they carry all the characteristics of what you might think of of a port city if you think a little rougher around the edges and stuff like that. Still, an English Premier League team. So exactly what you're talking about with Premier League. They were playing Napoli earlier today. Well, Napoli is in Italy and is also a port city. Uh, it's also a port city in Italian soccer and whatever, but they don't really have anything in common. You can best believe, though, when 
when Liverpool plays Everton, they're in the same damn city. It fucking matters. <laughs> and if you don't think it matters, uh, I would encourage you to just Google like English Premier League riots. <laughs> and there's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty of things that unfortunately come up. So yeah, yeah it's a little like it's. I would would it be fair to say it's their version of the SEC? It just means more. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and well, how it was explained to me and makes sense. I will football related, college football related. I will say, just adding on another challenge here. They they lots of people thought we were there because we were Northwestern or Nebraska fans, and we were just like, no, that's we we had to explain to folks that those aren't good college football teams, and they weren't getting a good experience from watching them play. Um. <laughs> and that was interesting. Um, you know, and I, I was like, at least one of us here is a fan of Virginia Tech, which, you know, has been a historically good program. So he can he can at least vouch for that. And uh, and so that that was kind of fun. I Although we told him next year they should go to the game because it's Notre Dame and Navy. And uh, that's kind of a, a much more legit matchup. We're <laughs> I did have to tell several people, Northwestern and Nebraska are not real football teams that anyone cares about or and they're also not good so don't put your eggs in those baskets <laughs> it's like how we send the jaguars over to england for the nfl game every year <laughs> basically you pick the worst teams that nobody cares about but and then bill it as like oh these are premier incredible top tier college football team no no they're not um i only have two other takeaways, not really bad ones. One of these, uh, both of these kind of surprising. One, Garth Brooks is playing over in Dublin, I think this week or next week. I think this weekend into next week. He sold out five shows. Apparently, it's a record. Uh, for, and it's a massive stadium. So, apparently, Garth Brooks, incredibly popular over in Ireland. Take that, you two. Yeah, take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then apparently Dolly Parton, super popular in Ireland. Uh, yeah, I think the cab driver, <laughs> I, honestly, I believe the cab driver said this. He was like, uh, something along the lines of like, you know, everybody everywhere likes big boobs. <laughs> 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 something like that. I might be, I, I hope I'm not making that up. I feel like he said that. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, she's done a lot of good with with everything else in the world. So, uh, yeah. good for her for importing her her goods. We we actually <laughs> did turn it into a conversation about all the good work she charitable work she does. Very charitable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But you know, that's again like just put a bow on it. Really fun trip. People are great. Um, we had a good time. Um, we were exhausted by the end of it and then had to drive a few hours, pick up our daughter and come back. So, you know, it's been a week, but worth it. Awesome. Glad to hear y'all had fun. But yeah. And in the meantime, Logan, uh, spent a bunch of time with Emmy. That's true. Win, win. But as Michael Scott would say, that's what we call a win, win, win. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, not welcome in Ireland. Anymore. 
as always, give us five stars and a great review. Make sure you cla- uh, uh, smash that subscribe and follow button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, and in the Spotify link, you know, in the description, there's a link for you to give us a up to one minute voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. So for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I am Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, Ryan, and we will see you next time.